This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to The Blank Podcast, the podcast where we delve into those difficult moments with some well-known guests. I'm Giles Play phillips and sitting intimately beside me is James Daly. Hello, how you doing? Um, it is intimate. Yeah, I was, I was very centrally putting an earbud into your ear a minute ago. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've ever been so connected, have we? But um, yeah, hi, how you doing? I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good too. We're actually in a cafe, we which are. you can hear, probably hear some background noise, yeah. which is not usual for us we're normally in some swanky studio somewhere. we are we're out and about actually it feels nice to be out and about on the town uh, it's a crisp evening winter's day what are you talking about um, and yeah and we're here to introduce this week's podcast we are with the fantastic Melvin Odeem yeah Melvin what, an, what a nice guy like, I know he says this every week but like I think he might be the nicest guy I've ever met in my life <laughs> and also wait a minute but, but, you've met me <laughs> sorry but, but, you don't count you're like family now yeah um, I, th- I think he might he, he's got, you'll hear from the pod he's got such an air of positivity about him like, a real positive aura and a great vibe and he's one of these guys that if, if you're at like a party with him you would just want to stay with him all night and chat to him because he's just got a really nice inviting warm vibe to him so yeah yeah I mean and obviously he does quite a lot of live DJing and he feels like he would be the perfect live DJ, getting the crowd yeah, going and definitely. everyone warming to him. And yeah, he's just a really, really lovely guy and um, can't wait to share the chat with you. We should do a blank party and get Melvin to be the DJ. Oh, do you think he'd do it for free? And get all our guests that have been on the pod previously to come along. I don't think anyone will come. <laughs> That's a Hello magazine spread there. <laughs> what, no one comes to our party. Oh, it's just like being at school again. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> oh. Oh, let's not go down the negative no. route. Let's, let's go down think- the positive route yeah. with Melvin Doom on the Blank Podcast. You don't have to wear them. You like wearing them around your I neck, like don't you? I like wearing them around my neck because it makes me feel more, more professional. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I get hot doing. ears. That's the thing. I get or like hot a rapper. ears. I feel like a sort of rapper. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it looks good for yeah, me, but actually they're like getting away of actually the podcast. But. Uh, mate, I'm not, no offence, but I don't think you'd look like, you don't look like a rapper. Oh. Do I just look like a guy who's commuting to work or something? Or? The thing is, rappers come in all shapes. They do. They, you're right, well. actually, they do. Very true. Yeah. Maybe I'm doing you a disservice. I could rap. I could try. Imagine if you'd, Put a beat down now, and I just started rapping. Be very well, different podcast. You don't need a beat; just go for it. I do actually. <laughs> to be fair, man. in my comedy, <laughs> do it. I do do comedy raps in my in my stand up. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> do you? Yeah. I got a rap about. It's just so, it's just like so lame. I got a rap about being a vegetarian. It's called the vegetarian rap with a W at the front. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only joke in the whole song. <laughs> but uh, well, who, yeah, it's, it's it bad rapping. It's like it bad a, rapping. But is it is it a pastiche of something else though? Is it? 
It's an original. It's, oh, it's an original. It's a Jim Daly original. original. It's fresh. Hot off the press. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a Jim Daly original. Well, Melvin Odeem, welcome to The Blank Podcast. <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. No, thanks for coming. Um, we normally start off by asking about school. Really? Yeah. Okay. Straight in. Straight You're in. Going all the way back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> are, you, are we talking primary or secondary? It's up to you. Well, you can start where you like. All right. So I'm going to go. you want to forget about more? I'm going to go with probably secondary. I'm going to go primary. Um, I come from um, a Ghanaian background. Both my parents are from Ghana. I was raised in North London. So I went to a place yeah, called yeah. Wilbury School. Okay. Um, which I had like the best times there. And just remember, I just remember being just so happy at school. Um, similar thing at, at secondary school as well. I kind of I'm really good friends with some of my mates there. I went to a place called Alwood and I was just that's kind of where I found my groove when it came to like drama and mm. performing and radio. I used to get involved in all the talent shows and stuff like nice. that. Nice. That that was my thing at school. What, what was your, the talent? What, yeah, yeah, what was the talent? talent? Singing. Singing. Right. Singing. I mean I can't do it now. Basically I was a big fan of MJ and it feels yeah. bad to say it now because yeah. of all these documentaries, but I would say MJ's Where do you stand now on that? Honestly, yeah, come um, on. I I couldn't watch the documentary in full. No, so yeah, and everyone's like Melvin, you need to watch it because he probably did do half the stuff they're saying. But I, I watched it. It was a tough watch, man. I like, couldn't bring myself four were you, hours. Were you a fan beforehand, though? Oh, yeah, we know. Like, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, just because he's just part of yeah. you know my youth and everything. You know, all those hit songs. I, mean, I, yeah. I can't, I and can't I remember watch really it. Really loving Moonwalker, the movie, which is a terrible film. With the rabbit, speed demon, and all that. Yeah, is that yeah. The that, one where he turns yeah. into a car at the end. He does everything. It's smooth criminals in there as well. <laughs> yeah. He does Dirty Diana concerts. It's like there's a lot going on in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's sort of stitched together with him hanging around with these kids. That like, what, yeah, it's. Yeah, which is not great. Okay, this is my view on MJ. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't let him babysit my my niece and nephew. No. Um, But in my heart, I can't believe he's done that because Mm. I just think he brought so much positivity and great music and creativity to the world. I can't believe someone like that Mm. would do it. But at the same time, I can't watch the documentary. I don't want him... I don't want that documentary to sell my view of MJ. Yeah, Yeah. and... and then you get into the, the the realm of artist and person, art and yeah. the person they are. Yeah. And can you split them or are they intrinsically kind yeah. of combined? We've had this discussion and I think if it's R. Kelly, then you can because that documentary was just so detailed oh, man, and yeah. so honest. I, I've, stopped list, I've stopped listening to R. Kelly and again, coming from like an R&B hip hop background, I loved his music. Mm-hmm. 12 Plays, one of my favourite albums. Well, it was of yeah. all time. Mm. Um, but with MJ, it's a little bit more difficult for me because I think you know he's the reason why I, I do radio and perform because I just remember sitting in my house as a young black man going, this is a guy yeah. and the whole world loves him and there's no one else like that in the industry. And I just remember thinking it'd be, it'd be amazing to, to entertain people, not on that level, but yeah, yeah, on, yeah. A, on a small level. So it's really hard for me to kind of like digest that. Yeah. that I don't I've, think I will watch it. I've, what not, was, seen it. I've not seen it. It's 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 a pretty brutal four hours. So what's your what's your view on on all that? It's compelling that you know com- compelling evidence by the guys. Yeah, I think it takes a it would take a lot of balls to come out and say those things, you know, and and be so visceral in their there dichotomy detail, of right? yeah. detail about it. And I think why would you want to put yourself through that? And this you've but, had something to say, but, but then it's, it's tricky isn't money. It? 
Well, yeah, of course. There's the, there is that, yeah. yeah. But it's, it, I don't know. It'd have to be a lot of money. <laughs> I, I've, I mean, I've read some stuff on, on one of the guys. Yeah. And he sounds like quite a dubious character. Remember, this is coming from a biased place because I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. But he he's the same guy who uh, cheated with Britney Spears when Justin was... Of course, because he da- he's a dancer, isn't he? Yeah. He's also the same guy... Really? Who, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's also the same guy that testified... On for Michael Jackson, yeah, I, yeah, I knew that bit, him. and they do talk about that, which just kind of means at some point in his life he was a liar, he's a very good liar, yeah, so he's either a liar in court or he's a liar mm. in the public eye. I, yeah. So it's hard for me to accept him as a credible witness, mm-hmm. yeah, or um, yeah, and perhaps person. if it went to trial, he wouldn't be, so yeah, he but it's very tough as well. It's like, where do you, you have to give people credit and benefit of the doubt, but how far does that stretch to? Yeah, it's very hard. Mm. To to say, oh no, this guy's not telling the truth, but yeah, it's very hard. It's a hard yeah. one. It's isn't a it? hard one, and also his whole career has been built on on Michael Jackson. He's he's mm. danced with his, he's toured with him. He he danced for him. A lot of his projects have been based around him. He actually wanted to to direct, I think, a live show, and the the estate were like, no, and then that's mm-hmm. why he kind of okay, went okay, the okay. other way. So for me, I'm like. Mm. Mm. I need to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To say, actually, he did do these things to me. Yeah. But also, like, I think, I, I feel like if I ever did some, was brave enough to do something like that, nothing that bad has ever happened to me, but if it did and I was brave enough to talk about it, I don't want anyone looking at me because I'm sure that I've done things in the past that you could look at and say, it looks a bit dodgy. Yeah. I'm not a dodgy person, just want to put yeah. that out there. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure we can look at anyone and you can pick stuff apart about yeah. them. So it is, it is difficult. It's difficult. But at the same time, at the end of the day, none of us were there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. None of us yeah. were there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the only people who really did know what happened were the people in that room. Yeah. In, in honesty. In yeah. all honesty. So what? Wow, this has been a very deep start. Yeah, yeah, we say, went yeah. deep straight yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You guys don't waste any time. No, no, yeah. we're, just t- we're just scratching the surface. Oh, my um, God. He so- touched me here <laughs> and here. Oh, oh, thank God we're not actually libeling because that, we'd have to cut all that. Um, <laughs> so what, what Michael Jackson songs were the ones, though? What album was it? Uh, you know what? I think everything up until Dangerous, I mm. enjoyed. Obviously... Um, off the Wall, amazing. Yeah. Thriller, amazing. Um, Dangerous is a great album as well. Um, They're brilliant, brilliantly produced. Like well, Quincy Jones yeah, was, yeah. was not messing yeah. around. So yeah, anything up until Dangerous, yeah. I, I can appreciate. Pyt still one of my favourite tunes of all time. Um, Don't stop till you get enough. A, what makes me sad is I I d- obviously DJ quite a lot, mm. and there's certain MJ tunes that I would have just drawn for when mm. you're. Any crowd, any part of the world, any part of the UK, you could just draw for, and you were guaranteed yeah, a yeah. full dance floor. Now you can't do that anymore. So do you? You don't put MJ tracks in your sets then? Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. And if I do, I kind of have to second guess myself. Yeah, it's not like it's not like I could just do do before, just drop it and assuming it would work. It's a bit different. Do you ever do you ever get a point where like you drop you put it in and you can sense from the crowd initially they're like, ooh sharp take a breath and you're like shit I gotta put something else on. Since the doc That's I haven't brave. played it. Since yeah. the doc I've not played it. Too no. risky. Not out anyway. So yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's. Do you think so there'll come a time where you might be able to play it again? Because this will well, well, this I've, will blow over. Or this is it for now. I've heard the the estate are making a doc. For MJ, right, and I, I'm I'm hoping that people are like, oh, okay, then it's cool again. Do you know mm, what I mean? Mm. Um, like a response. Yeah, but I we're we're party DJs, 
So we always yeah. cater to the crowd. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm in doubt, or if I'm like, this tune might not work, that I just won't play it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair. If you mean. That's yeah, fair. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important. It's been really interesting. We never so, get this to be in. You said you was into singing, though. Yeah, so I my, <laughs> my tune that I used yeah. to always, always draw for was, do you remember Shy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think E17 did a cover of it as well. <laughs> Uh, like a few years years after, and there was like a little atrium in our in our school, and some of the guys would kind of get together. And before my voice broke, hello, um, <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't have a bad voice, and I think I was so confident as a kid, I felt like I could sing. I probably couldn't sing that well. Yeah, but I was just such a happy and confident. Yeah, kid. yeah. I just felt like I could do I could do anything. Um, so yeah, it started off with with singing. And then I kind of realised I'm not a great singer or a great dancer, so what else can I do to entertain people? And that's, that's how I kind of fell into radio and, and mm. TV presenting. So you always wanted to entertain. That's yeah, just always just, been your thing. As a kid, like big African parties, everyone's yeah. playing computer games, I'd be the one kind of like cracking jokes. And I, I loved the feeling of making my cousins laugh. I was like, this is quite nice. Yeah. And then growing up, I was like, how else can I do that? How else mm. can I tell stories and, and share what I'm going through? And I think... We did media studies and there was like a local radio station called Town FM mm. in Edmonton. And it was just like an, an RSL. You kind of went down as kids and did like an hour show once a week. And I was like, this is really cool. And yeah. you could only hear it on cable TV. And uh, it wasn't like you couldn't hear it on FM or anywhere else. <laughs> Brilliant. And I was just so, it was like a nice thing to do. And I used to love like Trevor Nelson and recording mm. on my like little tape deck. And uh, I used to work in this shoe shop in a uh, turnpike lane called Ravel's. And if I was ever in the stockroom, Rhythm Nation would be like the show that I'd listen to if I was in the back. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's all these little things that kind of led me to, to go into radio. And I think the the real kind of like, the, the thing that kind of like cemented it for me was when I went to Luton University mm. and I met Ricky there. And um, I met all these other guys who I'm, I'm really good friends with now. I'm like godfather to some of their kids, and they're like my brothers, if I'm if I'm honest. And uh, when I met Ricky, we're just so like-minded, and when we did stuff together, it never felt like work. It just was like us two having fun. We used yeah. to do pranks on the radio. We used to just play songs that we loved, um, and we did like student radio for two years running. Um, at Luton and just had the best time. It was never a plan to be like a duo. Yeah. It was just like, this is what we're doing when, at, before we get our degree. We yeah, yeah. Have some fun with radio. What were you doing at university? Were you doing media? Media performance yeah, and radio. Yeah. Uh, so it was like a, it was like a, a major in media performance and a minor in radio. Yeah. So that was how it kind of all happened. It was never a plan. What was studio radio like though? Were you able, did you have like free range? Yeah, it was, that? it was like, we had like this late night, um, like R&B and hip hop show. Nice. And there's a, we live with this guy called uh, Charles, his DJ name's Cut Class. And at the time he worked for Sony Street Team. So he was the best DJ in the house. So we were like, Charles, you're gonna be our DJ. <laughs> Me and Ricky are just gonna chat rubbish for a yeah. few hours. And we just had the best time ever. We'd send out requests to people, expose people at university. It was just like- <laughs> Expose people? Yeah, so if we were like, we found <laughs> out- so, say, we, yeah, oh we were God. like, this person's been cheating on this person. <laughs> no way. We're announcing it on our oh, show. Like oh, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like the craziest That's show. Mad. But we, we were like, no Did one's you? listening. We yeah, were like, only so our matter. mates at uni are listening. Yeah. So we were just, no, there's no laws. Yeah. And our, our tutor was just happy that we were kind of like learning the desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. learning how to edit and put things together and package stuff together. So she was happy that we were there doing that. Obviously, it must be completely different now. Did you ruin any relationships? <laughs> um, there, was, <laughs> there was, I think the one thing was, there was one girl who found out a guy was cheating. 
And so she put up all these posters around the university. So I remember Ooh. us trying to yeah. to get her on the show and talking about it. I think that was the deepest thing. Well, that it happened. became like a true true crime radio. Yeah, yeah. So we were like, we're going to expose this person. We know who's posting up these posters around like the cereal. Man, it was that kind of thing. But it was it was funny to us. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Serious. That is a crushing way to. That's a yeah. terrible way to find yeah. out. But if you're going to find out, you've got to find out. Just speaking of DJ names, do you want to know what my DJ Go name on. would have been? <laughs> it's already terrible. DJ Slip Disc. Slip Disc? That's a yeah. good name. DJ Slip Disc. That's a good name. That's yeah. all right, isn't it? Yeah. I'll just constantly walk around with a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, it would be better if you were really like a really old man. Yeah, we yeah. yeah. With like white hair and a cane yeah. and stuff. Mate, this is go. for later for in life. Later in yeah, life, yeah, yeah, the comedy yeah, yeah. doesn't it. work don't, out. Don't yeah. spread that around now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll cut that. Someone will take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. That's my 70s sorted out. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, on double acts, though, mm-hmm. we've had quite. A f- we've had the guys from League of Gentlemen in before yeah, talking yeah. about that moment of meeting at university and you find this person. That, is that where they met? Yeah, 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 at, yeah, uh, yeah. at the same yeah, university that cool, my yeah. wife went to, actually, up in Leeds. Um, but it's amazing, isn't it, when you meet people on the same way. I'm in a comedy double act doing football thing with a mate of mine called Dave Bibby. And it's the same thing. We get together, we, we muck about, and we're basically working, but it doesn't feel like it. And just find us on one of that wavelength. It's incredible. Nothing, nothing beats that for me. Um, like, we all do, like, because it's weird, because on radio we're a duo. Um, but when we do a lot of TV and DJing, it's me and Ricky. And before that, it's always been me and Ricky. And you're right, when you do find someone that you connect with, it's the best thing ever. And we obviously do stuff individually as well, but then nothing beats working with a mate who gets you... Men- like, just because I just trust yeah, trust Ricky. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he knows where I'm going to go with things. He can end my sentence before I can end it. And I can kind of, like, set him up for certain punchlines and I know where he's going to take yeah. it. It's um, like a strike partnership. Yeah. And just squaring it across goal, yeah. you know he's going to tap it in. And I think that's always... that For us, that's been like our unique selling point. I think with radio, it's such an intimate medium that people can know if you're faking it. There's so many people who have just been thrown together. And they probably sound great, yeah. but I think nothing beats you being honest like, and real friends. Um, Ricky, I don't even see Ricky as my mate. I see him as my brother, mm. if yeah. I'm honest. Like, yeah. he's, he is like my brother. And I've got loads of extended brothers in our little circle of friends <laughs> who, who all have their roles. One's yeah, really yeah. good at fixing taps. <laughs> oh, I want a brother like that. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. amazing. Another one's great if you just need relationship advice. Another one's just got amazing ideas when it comes to marketing. That's his thing. And so I can always call on different people for different things. Um, so I'm blessed in that way but me and Ricky are kind of like we, we have a similar path in terms of where we want to be and, yeah. and our goals because life is about I mean this podcast is born out of a collaboration as well mm. and we've become mates through, we didn't really know each other that well but no, we've no. become really good mates so through doing this did you meet at work? no, no, so no we no. met through kind of through Twitter really. yeah yeah right. um, I mean I would say that the majority of this podcast yeah. is created through Twitter yeah. which is you know which is good because normally you get such a bad rap these days but yeah same thing we've we've moments to collaborate and I've always enjoyed collaboration I don't you know being a writer it's quite a solitary um, profession so actually collaborating has always been exciting to me actually having a different voice in the room yeah I think it brings it also brings the best out of you. I think if you're on your own sometimes, certainly from a writing perspective, it's very hard to get in your own or easy to get in your own head and very mm. hard to kind of like push on sometimes. When you've got someone else there, you can bounce ideas off them and they actually bring almost more out of you than yeah. than you do yourself yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I've always wanted to get into writing, so I admire what you guys do. <laughs> well, I, mean, I've, I think I always 
I have to tell stories based on what actually happens to me. Mm. I think when I put pen to paper, then I focus too much on it being perfect and being right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, what you guys do, I really admire massively. What would you do writing-wise? What, what do you want to do? See, between, I'm going to say between us a lot. <laughs> yeah. Not, everyone's <laughs> listening. But I've, I've always um, wanted to do stand-up. Okay, cool. I met, mm. um, do you know Romesh Rangan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Years ago, I, I did a show with him. I think it was Sweat Small Stuff with Nick mm. Grimshaw, who hosted it. Yeah. And we were captains on the show. And me and Romesh really just got on. And he always used to say to me, Mel, you should do stand-up. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I could do that. And he was like, one day we'll set some, some you know, time aside and, and do it. And then obviously he just blew up and became this biggest, yeah. the biggest yeah, comedian yeah. In, in the UK. Um, but yeah, I think I've, it's, I'm in a really weird place because with comedy, you have to test out material. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you're already known as the funny guy and you're testing out material, it can be a, a really weird place because people are going to assume mm. I'm already good because I've been doing radio for like 11, 12 years. Yeah. So I've, I'm like, where would I test it? Yeah. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? Unless well, I it'd be hard for one. you to go to any open mic or anything like that because be like, everyone would be like, I know yeah, who that guy yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't. There are, there are new material nights in London. There's one called o- Old Rope. Because Jim's I've not done it. Jim's a stand-up. Yeah. But I'm in the same position because I've done stand-up for a while, but... I sort of went away from it a bit. I've been doing online comedy for a bit. Now I want to get back into stand-up. But again, I feel like if I go and do new stuff, I'm terrified of doing new stuff. Because right. if it doesn't work, I feel like, oh, this is a bit, I've been a fraud yeah, for seven yeah, years. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, just, but at I least was lucky. You, at least you've already done it. Yeah. Do you mean you've already tasted it and you yeah. know what to expect? Like, I've never done it So, before. yeah, dipping your toes in is... Completely. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. To the point where I've gone, maybe I should do it in another country. Yeah, maybe. What do you mean? That's not a bad shout. But then I've gone, would they get our, our humour in another country? Yeah. Well, there are a lot America of... would be the best place to go to. Yeah, of course. But yeah, there's yeah. a lot of... In Europe, there's a lot of English-speaking stand-up nights. Really? In almost... Most, yeah, there's loads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's in loads. Poland, there's a really... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's called Polski Comedy. Um, yeah. There is. Because I see, I see people I know go all the time going to Belgium and um, Dubai, gigs in Dubai and stuff. See, that would be the way to do it. Yeah. Go abroad. Get your dip your toe. I mean, get a bit of confidence. Have you started? Have you started forming a kind of act? Like, do you know yeah, what like I do that. is if if things because I'm I'm very much like a observational mm. kind of comic. I'd say so. I'd say if if something funny happens to me, um, like for example, I asked my mum to do something. Like I asked my mum to be a part of a show that we did a little while ago, and she hated doing it. And um, and the only way to console her was if I agreed to buy her a kitchen. So, <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And since, That's a big ask. Since I agreed to do that, she's added things on. So oh, my God, she's got you. Oh. Get a kitchen, actually moves Extinction. in the toilet from the back to, to underneath the stairs, extend it, lift the roof up. So now it's costing me a bomb. But my mum's like the tax man. She doesn't mess around. She yeah. So she like knows. stuff like that, I'll kind of put a little note in my phone and be yeah. like, it'll yeah. be quite funny to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't ever write stuff and like, I'm not really like a gaggy person. It's more stories. Yeah, but there's loads of space for that. I was mm. doing, in, I'd just been to Edinburgh and doing right. a football comedy show and we had guest spots and there were guys there who did a guest spot on our show, but they were doing a storytelling comedy show. Right. And so there are, there are spaces for, for comics out there who do more storytelling stuff rather than gag, gag, gag. So and I think we, we had Reg D. Hunter on the podcast right. um, near the beginning, didn't we? And I remember him saying, and it's always stuck with me, that it doesn't matter if it's funny as long as it's interesting. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, you do, you know, obviously you were always thinking like it's got to be funny. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And, and it will be funny, but I think as long as it's interesting, people That's will be engaged. That's a good angle to look yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. 
I should actually tell you why she hated doing the show. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's because she had to watch porn with me. Oh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, oh that was a challenge. God. It was, it was. Me and Ricky were challenged to sit with our mums to see how long we could sit watching porn for. Yeah, and and each clip got worse and worse and worse. Oh, and mate. I think my mum just straight porn. It was it, to start it, with. It, it would get. I mean, it started with kind of like kissing, and then it became kind of like straight, kind of like sex boy on girl missionary and then, and then it was lesbian and then I don't think my mum got as far as anal she she started crying probably <laughs> yeah. she was like she was like say if all my friends at, if, if everyone at church is watching this what are they doing <laughs> like she got really upset just before anal and to I be like, fair that's what you want you don't want it to be the other way around when she's loving it yeah, yeah. that yeah. would be yeah. worse my mum was like oh, mom, bring it bring <laughs> it on I would have felt worse. really bad about it so yeah she, so then at the end she was just like I can't you can't put this on TV and I was like mum we've paid a lot of money yeah. <laughs> there's a sound man over there everyone's being paid so um, it, it has to go out and she was like okay and I was like what if I get you a kitchen she's like oh okay then <laughs> that's fine so yeah so. there's a couple of other things I want yeah, to add <laughs> yeah there's a few other bits and pieces I'd like to change um, so yeah that's happening soon what was that oh, was it mate. called Porn With Mums no it was it was actually part of um, Sweat the Small Stuff where we used oh, to okay, yeah, yeah. Ricky versus Melvin Right, and I think that was one of the challenges that we had to do. It was like little VT. Whose mum lasted longer then? Ricky's mum. Yeah. yeah, I won't say anything on that. No, no, <laughs> it's not my place. This podcast, this podcast has already gone to some very We've strange gone places, in some different directions. Yeah, here. that's what you guys do. Just no, yeah, yeah, this is yeah, not yeah. normally what happens. <laughs> this is not normally happening. <laughs> I'm enjoying it though. So you started. A, so you went to Kiss, did you? That was your first breakfast show. So technically, my my first thing on air was actually at One Extra. So me mm. and Ricky, I started working with young people in East London because I couldn't get a show on radio. In fact, when One Extra launched, we I went with, do you remember those little record of achievement books that you used to get? Yeah, I, yeah. I found mine the other day. Red, and you used to get all your certificates and, all, and Mine was really, I found it and it was really thin. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> like, hardly anything Did you not have anything in there? I think I'd even put like first aid certificates in oh, it really? just to like kind of buff, buff, buff it up. up. Yeah. <laughs> I just had my GCSE stuff in there. I didn't do very well in my I didn't. I didn't do well at GCSEs I, I or But I remember finishing uni and going, right, I've got a 2-1, I'm really, really happy. I'm, I'm confident. And when it should just launched, I was like, this is, you know, a new radio station playing new black music. I was like, this is where I need to be. Yeah. And I went up and I was like, right, if you need a presenter, you, I'm your guy. And there was, I think someone went to me, do you see that girl over there? And I was like, yeah, she's been doing work experience for two years at the BBC. I was like, okay. And he's like, you see that guy over there? He's been doing hospital radio for about five months. And he literally went around the room pointing at different people who he'd spoken to that day. Yeah. And he was like, what have you done? And I was like, I've done nothing. I've just come out of uni. And he's like, we'll come back in a few years. And I was literally so disheartened. Mm. Yeah. And um, I started working in East London. I used to do like a dance and drama class just to kind of like get paid. I was back at my mum's house and I used to work at Tower Hamlets College as well. I did like a class there. And Ricky was basically working everywhere. He's doing work experience at Choice, Radio One, Kiss. He was just doing the work experience thing. I was like, I, I don't want to have this massive student loan hanging over my head, so mm. I'm, I'm yeah, going to work. Fair, yeah. And, um, and so I kind of like was doing that for a few years. And then Ricky called me up one day and was like, Melvin, I'm having a great time at the BBC. Why don't you come and do like maybe a week of work experience? Just so, you know, I'm not asking you to be here all the time, just so you kind of get a taste of it. I was like, okay, cool. And I just worked my butt off yeah. for like that week. And then they asked me to come back, became a freelancer. And we were both there. 
and we entered this competition called Off Air Academy, I think it was called, and it was for anyone who, who wasn't on air to do a show. If you worked in the kitchen at BBC, or if you worked in, um, if you worked in Station Sound, or you were a security guard, you could come up with a show, yeah. and and there'll be a judge of people, and whoever okay. wins that sh- that kind of like competition gets a show like late night on one extra, and it's produced by one of the best producers at the BBC. You can actually put, select your producer. Oh wow, that's cool. So. Nice. Me and Ricky were like, well, we're here as producers, broadcast assistants, let's just go for it. Because actually, in our heart, we want to be presenters. Yeah. And um, we did this show called, I think it was called Street Poetry. And all it was, was we just found our favourite lyricists and rappers. So people like Nas, people like Most Def, anyone who we felt were poetic in their presentation mm. as rappers. And it was just a show based around that. It was quite a cool concept. And we won the competition. And a guy called Piers, who worked at the BBC at the time, we selected him. He was like one of our favourite producers at the BBC. He produced it. It was a wicked show. And then we were like, right, we're going to be on air now. So we gave it to all the guys at the BBC. And I just think it wasn't that we, we weren't any good. I think on paper, there were already too many black male duos on air. You had Rampage, you had Jason Inyare, you had Ace and Biz. Mm-hmm. You had all these other guys mm-hmm. from London, doubleheaders who were like trying to be these funny guys. And then we were trying to do the same thing as well mm-hmm. on paper. Obviously, we're completely different to yeah. those guys, and we loved them. We used to work on all of their shows. But I think on paper with the BBC, it's you know it's all about you know ticking boxes yeah, as well at yeah, the same course, time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we were like, okay. But off the back of that, one of the judges was a guy called Jez, who uh, is a director at something else, which is just around the corner from here. Mm. And he was like, I think you guys have got a lot of potential. I want to sign you to my agency. And we signed up to something else. And they put us, a guy called Grant Michaels put us in touch with one of the bosses at KISS, Andy Roberts. He saw our showreel and he was like, cool, I'm going to put you guys on weekend breakfast for trial run. If you're rubbish, we're going to sack you. (laughs) (laughs) How long was the trial run? It was a few months. Oh, okay. So you had a... But I remember a we had to leave to get... the BBC. Yeah, of course. But yeah, we yeah. were leaving the BBC as broadcast assistants. Yeah. So it was this kind of mad decision that we had to make. Do we leave this kind of like secure job at the BBC, yeah. but behind the scenes, or do we, do we take a chance and go to, to KISS? And we took this chance, and it was one of the best things we ever did. And that was, I would say KISS was our major break, because mm. off the back of that, Ricky went off to do stuff at MTV. I was doing stuff at the BBC. I was doing loads of kids' programming mm, as well mm. at the time. A show called For Slammer, uh, which was produced by this guy called Steve Ride, who did The Bungalow with Dick and Dom. Oh, mm. yeah. Um, and he's a genius. This guy's a genius, yeah, you yeah. mean? And, and that show ran for ages. So you, you would know Ted Robbins, who was like the governor yeah. on that. And uh, he was in Phoenix Nights. And yeah, 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 really yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny yeah, show. In fact, it was. Britain's Got Talent before Britain's Got Talent Yeah, yeah. for kids. And um, we did all these different things. We Then we did Kiss TV, we did MTV, we did Full Music, Weakest Link, Big Brothers, uh, Bit on the Start, all these crazy shows and everything was just spiralling. I would say um, Kiss was the big break, do you know what I mean? And then they, they teamed us up with Charlie and Charlie is one of the hardest working females that I've ever met and just kind of fit into to what me and Ricky do, because she's very much about her family as well, and we're really close with our family. So mm-hmm. just we were just having the best time, and we we did until we finished. Um, but I think Radio One approached us kind of like ten years in, and they were like, "How do you feel about coming over?" And we loved it at Kiss, but I just felt 
I, me personally, I felt like we needed a new challenge. Mm, mm. And um, waking up at 4 a.m. every morning was taking its toll. I yeah. bet. Do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Nothing, I've never, I never woke up and was like, I feel awake right now. <laughs> I feel ready for the day. It's yeah. impossible. It, never. Absolutely what, impossible. I was going to say, what did you, what do you do in that, when you're waking up that early in the morning? What, do, you, do you straight to the, straight for a cup of coffee? No, or I you're... press snooze about a million times. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so David Rodigan used to work with us when Rodigan? we first started, yeah. and Rodigan's a legend. Yeah. And he and he'd come up to come up to us and be like, guys, I used to have a banana. I used to do breakfast and have a banana every morning. <laughs> and I'd be like, really? He goes, yes. You know, it's great. It's better than having cappy. I was like, okay, cool. Okay. So for some reason, I was like, I'm going to listen to David Rodigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to have a banana and start having herbal teas. Yeah. I didn't want to rely on caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I think once you start... It's almost a quick fix as well, isn't you it? Mean? Yeah. And I get jittery with caffeine. Mm. So I just, I, even till this day, the only time I have like caffeine is if I'm having like a drink and I'm mm. mixing it with, with something like an armretto. But yeah. generally, I only have... Herbal tea and fruit, or something like that. I think uh, Rodigan's nutrition, nutritional advice is a show that needs to be made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, a, Rodigan, he's got Rodigan, stories Rodigan. for days. Yeah, and he's just so passionate about his music. Yeah, he's um, great. We love him to bits. Do you know what I mean? But there were so many legends in that building mm. at Kiss, before and after. Um, DJ EZ was was a big deal when we were there. Do you know what I mean? And before we got to to Kiss and people who we it's crazy because there's been so much crossover because when we were at One Extra and Radio 1 we worked for Trevor Nelson and loved Trevor and then moved over to Kiss which is where he came from and then we're back at the BBC mm. and then you know I walk past his studio and, and wave at him yeah. so there's been so much crossover and you know he's someone who's had so much longevity in the game I look up to, to Trevor Nelson mm, yeah. now because he's still so relevant and still yeah. so passionate about what he does um and yeah, we aspire to be like that in the future. I guess, but I guess as well that taking that leap, going to kiss. Mm-hmm. There's always opportunities in life, isn't there, where you get this little chance, and sometimes it feels crazy to do it. But you've got to be brave, haven't yeah. you? Invariably, it nearly always works out. Yeah. Well, and also flipping back to the BBC as well. That's a, that was another yeah, brave exactly. move. You've you got, you you got a solid job at somewhere, and you think, well, everything is. But it's all timing. Everything is timing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it, it felt like the right time for us. Um, there's, there's some amazing management at the BBC who really care about what we're doing. We've got an amazing production team, as you guys know. Producers are just as important as, yeah. as the presenters. And so, yeah, I'm so happy with the way the show is sounding at the moment. And it just sounds like an older version of what we did at Kiss, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, and I, you know, I'm so proud of what we did at Kiss, and I'm proud of the stuff that we did at One Extra. It's just this is another chapter to, to our book. Mm. Um, but yes, it's a. I'm I'm just so happy and lucky that I'm getting to do this with people that I love. Like yeah, genuinely, yeah. I love Charlie. I love Ricky. Yeah. Do you mean that's? I'm so lucky. I remember when I did work experience at an um, insurance brokers in Aldgate, <laughs> and they were just like, "Here you go, Melvin. File that." And I remember sitting in this office and going, "I never ever yeah. want to work in an office yeah. like ever." Yeah. So to be able to wake up. And go into a studio and go, and even to be with you guys. That's why when you messaged me, I was like, of course I'm going to come and speak to you. I, I actually love being part a part of other people's podcasts mm. because yeah. it's a well, it's, I'm going into someone else's world for the day. Yeah. Like I've done yours. I did James Deacon's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reggie Yates has got an amazing podcast oh, wow, which nice. is, yeah, yeah. gets syndicated around the world. Um, my friend Russell Evans does this great podcast with his wife. Nice. Mm. Which is it's a really completely yeah, yeah. different angle. So I, I love doing podcasts. 
just because it's, I'm I'm part of your world for yeah. a few hours. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm you know I get to introduce myself to a new audience as mm. well. Yeah. Which is really really interesting. So I love stuff like this. But your your whole career has been about collaboration, hasn't yeah, it? No yeah. Yeah. And it's important to be able to be someone that's open to that and you can get along with. I think that's when I work best. It's really weird because I think it's just because growing up in a house with a younger sister, I. My sister's everything. She's like, the, she's the person who found my first home. She's like my right-hand woman. She, yeah. she does everything for me. How much younger is she than you? She's two years younger Okay, than so yes. I'll, t- I'll tell you guys a story so you get an idea of the okay. kind of person she's like. Yeah. Right? So she was coming off the bus one day. And uh, she, she, do you know you got, get those guys selling like flowers in the middle of the road? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this guy was selling flowers and these two teenage girls ca- came off the bus and they grabbed these flowers and ran down the road. He was trying to chase them. As he was trying to chase them, his flowers were dropping on the floor. And my sister saw all this happen. So she went up to him and went, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, yeah, sorry, it's just those silly girls. And she was like, how much are your flowers? And he was like, about 15 pounds. My sister got some money out of her purse. And she was working for like the NHS at this time, not earning like mad money. Yeah. And she was like, can I get a bouquet? Gave him 50 pounds took the flowers and then gave it back to him. And she goes, that's sorry for the girls that took oh, your flowers. Oh, that's the kind of that's heart amazing. that she's got. Like, mm. she's got such an amazing heart. So I think growing up in a house with a sister like that, yeah. I just love interacting with people. Yeah. I've never had that only child vibe about about me. And although we used to argue all the time, yeah. of course, <laughs> you do, you I still be. love interacting with people. That mm. I think that's when I'm at my best. I can't... Sometimes, I think I did the show for the Brits at Kiss once. And it was by myself because Ricky and Charlie went to do cover the Brits. Yeah, like, okay. And and enjoy it. And I was at the studio kind of doing bits and pieces with my producer and I hated it. Yeah. I hate yeah. doing stuff alone. I hate it. Yeah. I'm I'm all about collaboration. Well we are as as beings, as human beings, we are social animals. Yeah. So really yeah. like we're we're existing with each other. And people you know, people have careers, stand up comedy for example, where you are on your own and it is quite a lonely existence. But I think really Collaborating does bring the best out of people. I think no, we're we're built to do it. Yeah. I think. Well, making proper human connection as well is yeah. so important, just to get through the day. Yeah. Um, we're not we're not supposed to be isolated. No. Remember Doc Brown, who we've had on this podcast, obviously, and I've got to know through Crystal Palace, saying that when he's touring, when he was younger, he used to tour. You'd be in a hotel, you travel, you get there, and then the first person you would talk to at all during the day was the audience at wow. your gig you're just on your own the whole day and then that's the first bit of interaction you have and of course you're there to entertain them yeah. but you need that connection as well yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, a, you're a human you know it's natural so I think any, any chance where we can get to combine that with work is really important that's, inter- that's interesting about Doc Brown yeah mm. he's great as well he's oh, the he's best he's honestly he's, he's just he's the one best. of those guys who he can do everything yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah he's like yeah. an all rounder do you mean yeah man yeah yeah yeah, because he writes children's books. He does he does his music. He acts. Yeah. He acts, he's in yeah. Doctor Who. You know, yeah. he's just honestly, he's he one of the best. Stuff with Ricky Gervais as well. At one yeah, point. yeah. Ricky Gervais sort of uh, gave almost gave him his big break because he he took him to support him on his tour. I think it was in wow. world tour, but certainly in Scandinavia. And obviously, he was in the movie, the Brent. And then movie, they obviously, yeah, yeah got. To, right, I think Ricky right, saw yeah, one yeah, of his yeah, videos. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Doc's just the best. Yeah, he's, he's obviously one of the best guys ever. Um, so obviously, this podcast is about blank moments. Mm-hmm. Um. And you're doing live stuff all the time. Yeah. So you must have had so many moments where, it, I don't know, something's gone wrong or, or, or you don't know what you, what's going on. every day for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one that, that I will never forget was um, Jamie Foxx. 
So me and Ricky had a junket at this like plush hotel in central London. Yeah. And um, we, we, you know, you get the Morantz recorder. So we're sent off to go and record this interview yeah. for his new film. And Jamie Foxx is, again, one of those guys who can do everything. Yeah. Mm. He's got stories for days. He's got jokes. He's so engaging. Yeah. And he was giving us the best interview ever. And I looked down and I haven't pressed record. And, I'm, oh. and it's in my hands. And Ricky's still going. He has, he's not noticed that I haven't pressed record. So he's asking the best questions. We're going through all these different angles and touching on stuff that he's not talked about of anyone else. Because we're fans of Jamie Foxx. Yeah. So we know about his comedy stuff. We know about his music yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So everything we're covering is the best interview. <laughs> and, and I didn't even have the heart to stop it. Ricky's looking at you going, Ricky's going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, we're getting some gold. <laughs> yeah. We've won the Sony gold already. And, um, and I, I didn't have the heart to stop it. So we, we actually did the whole interview. And we walked out and Ricky looked at me like, this is the best one we've done so far. And I've gone, bruv, we didn't press record. And you know what? Rick's looked at me and went, don't worry, bruv. He's like, don't worry about it. Wow. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, don't worry. He goes, these things happen. He's such a nice person. Oh, man, that's great. And um, I was so scared to go back to, to, to the uh, studio. And our producer, we told our producer, Adam, this is Adam. Yeah, don't worry, I'm going to book it in for next week. <laughs> and I was like, you can't do that because Jamie's going to be... He's going to recognise us yeah, and obviously yeah. know that we've messed up. He goes, just blame it on the equipment. And I was like, okay, cool, fair enough. <laughs> so we've turned up to the same hotel <laughs> the following week. And he's like, didn't I speak to you guys last week? We were like, yeah, it was a technical fault. And he's like, don't, he was like, don't worry, come back in. And he gave us another great interview. Oh, wow. man, that's cool. Yeah. It was, literally, it was actually better than the first one. But I just remember thinking to myself, being so scared, yeah, not yeah. pressing record. Yeah. Um, well, there's that moment where you suddenly feel really hot because you know you've screwed I start, up. I started sweating. Yeah. I started yeah. sweating. Yeah. Um, and it was just a scary moment. We had a similar situation with um, Sylvester Stallone. Whoa. Again, recording equipment. And we're just about to press record and there were no batteries in it. And uh, we turned to him and went, oh, sorry, Mr. Stallone, uh, we need to change these batteries. He goes... Fucking amateurs. And for a moment, we were like, oh, shit. And he was just like, oh, don't worry. Oh, and he was just, <laughs> fucking he was just joking. But those are the only two moments where yeah. I just remember thinking, oh, my God. You want the ground to swallow you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I've messed up here. I, okay, so my main takeaway from that is anytime I screw up, just blame it on the equipment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. basically. Mate, you haven't got any equipment. Yeah, there's equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Hidden microphone, you can't see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, those moments, because like, I was telling Giles off air, actually, I had that this week, so I've started doing a, a betting podcast, and I was in Edinburgh at the festival. A betting podcast? Yeah, I'm doing a betting, uh, f- sports betting podcast, basically, um, called My Bet Buddy, if anyone wants to listen to it. It's basically us mucking around playing games. Um, but I was, I was remotely in Edinburgh, so I took my, own, took my Zoom mic and took my own microphone, recording. They were in a studio in London, and I was about 10 minutes in, and my card said, card full. Oh, man. And there's only like an hour's worth of studio time, but it's like shit. So I like took it out, downloaded onto my laptop, put it back in, card full. Shit. Did it again, took more stuff out, put it in, and then it said like format error. I was like, oh, <laughs> God. So then, I, then mm. I thought, well, I haven't got space on my laptop to copy everything over. And I knew we had loads of like blank episodes on there, so I was like, I'm just gonna format this card and see what happens. So I formatted it. Like my heart sank. Put it back in the Zoom. It worked. Did the rest of the podcast. All I was thinking was, is Giles is going to kill me if I've like deleted any blanks. 
That's all I could think about. And then I text you afterwards, and I was like, did I send you all? I didn't even say what happened. No, I was like, did, did I, I send, send you, you all the I did send you the yeah, stuff, Yeah, just double checking. And you were like, yeah, we're all scheduled. Yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah. Fuck for that. Because <laughs> I could have just ruined the whole podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just that moment, and you feel sort of powerless, yeah. don't you? And it's just... And you feel like you're letting people down. But you know what's mad is, like, I always... I always forget to remember that it is just radio. Hmm. And it, I, I suppose it means so much to us. And like you said, you're letting people down, you're letting the audience down, hmm. your colleagues down. But it is just radio. And there's so much other stuff happening around exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. Is, is crazy. Yeah. Do you mean? But do you mean? It's, sometimes I've, I've become more chilled out in yeah. my old age. Because hmm. um, I, I used to let stuff like that really bother me. Yeah. Really, really bother me. Yeah. And also, it doesn't... <laughs> In all due respect to all the things we do, it doesn't really matter. No, it things go wrong. It doesn't all the matter. Time. And you know what? Someone said to me, "It doesn't matter if things go wrong. It's just how you get out of it." Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That ma- like we did a, a show in IB for last week, um, first ever show with Radio One in in Mambo's, and um, you know if you, we're playing off CDJs, and if you take a, a USB out of CDJ, it loops the song. Right. Oh, so we right. went to change oh, okay. a, a yeah, yeah. track over because we had some live stuff on another USB and. We pulled out a USB and it was linked to the other one, so it's just started looping. And Michael Jackson. Gone, oh my god! <laughs> so we just pull up the microphones, and then those those guys will just blame it on me. Mel, this is Melvin mixing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll just have a bit of fun. And to be honest, that's the one thing everyone messaged me about, saying that was really really funny. Yeah. And that that was just a big accident. Rather yeah, than yeah, going, yeah. oh sorry, and or yeah. pretending it didn't happen, just make a joke out of it and then move on. It's like owning your mistakes and owning things yeah. that go wrong. I mean, no, no one really. They don't care about stuff like that. They no. don't. They care about you having fun, playing good music. Some of the, our funny shows were like the day after the Brits when everyone's hammered. Ricky's <laughs> still in his hotel, completely <laughs> like blotto. I've just turned up an hour late. Charlie's there, but she's still slurring her words. Like those are the shows people like remember. Yeah, and they yeah. Love. yeah. Uh, it's a little bit like when when um, Holly Willoughby and and Philip Schofield did their show after the. Um, uh, what was it called? The TV Awards. Yeah. Do you mean people just love that because it's so real? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think, and the, well, there's always clips of those two on uh, this morning laughing. Just yeah, all those clips yeah. of them like yeah. laughing, which of course is not, you know, that's not in the script for that to happen. But I think audiences like it when actually things go wrong. Yeah. They feel more invested and more involved. It's yeah. like when I've done stand up and like, so I'm like, for, either a joke's gone really bad or you forget a joke. Like you, you free a set and you think, fuck, I don't know where I am. I'm just like, <laughs> Well, well, I've forgotten my joke, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk to this guy. Where yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? You just own it a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. I think actually that, that makes you so much more relatable yeah, yeah. to audiences rather than being a robot who just does one, one next thing after the next thing. Out of interest, guys, who mm. are your favourite comedians? Oh, wow. I mean, honestly, when I first started in comedy, Dot Brown actually was really? was kind of my hero because I, I was doing comedy songs. I still do. Right. And I knew him as well from Palace and stuff. So he was definitely... like. Definitely a um, an icon for me. Um, I mean, I think we yeah. live in a bit of a golden age, aren't we? Because there's so many great com- yeah. comedians around now. I mean, I think yeah. when I was growing up, I mean, I loved Peter Cook and Dudley Moore and yeah. uh, Bill Hicks, massive Bill Hicks fan. Yeah. So kind of yeah, I quite like quite like comedians who've got there's sort of something deeper lying in there like you know they've, I mean all comedians often have, have to, like a yeah. have have something like I went to see in Edinburgh I went to see David O'Doherty oh amazing so yeah good. yeah really? so funny yeah really 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 good um, but yeah I mean like I mean you know Eddie Murphy people like that like I remember 
watching when I was, you know, probably too, far too young to be watching it. Well, you know, Richard Pryor and stuff like that. Who you are know? yours? Uh, um, Dave Chappelle is my number one. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. No one beats Chappelle. Just because he does what you, you talked about, mm. he can... I remember him getting heckled once and him literally coming off script and start he starts just talking to the audience and whatever he's saying is still really really funny yeah um and i've seen him on two different in two different environments in a really tiny comedy club like kojo used to do these mm-hmm. comedy clubs in in central london mm. and then in like hammersmith which is like a huge audience and i think if you can do both audiences really well because mm. yeah. some people can't do both yeah some people can't and he can do both really, really well. And I just, I love his content and he really pushes things. Yeah. And it's still funny. Yeah. I think only the, like Ricky Gervais is really good at doing that, like pushing things. Yeah. And still making it. I don't know how he gets away with it. I think um, it just depends on who you are. Yeah. I used to love Russell Brand at, at one point. Mm. Yeah. Not anymore. I think he's, he's just become really serious. I, I still admire him, but he's just become really serious and political. He's gone in a different direction, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, not the yeah. same as... He no. was just very, I'm quite silly, yeah. and I loved how silly he used to be, mm. yeah. but articulate with it. Yeah. Uh, and his presentation was like no one else's. Mm. Um, that's what I loved about him. Yeah. There's loads of people I love. Eddie Murphy, do you mean, like, yeah. was huge for, for me growing up. A big, and just stand-up end films as well. He yeah. was... He was so crossover. Oh man, Coming to America was one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, it's Coming to America was so movie. brilliant. And Boomerang, which no one ever talks about, which is like, I think the first, I think this is the first rom com that I fell in love. Oh, yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, I've not seen that. With Halle Berry, it's you know, I, when I was at university, that was the film that I used to draw for. If I had a oh, really, really, Halls of Residence, I'd be like, let's put this on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your go to because I used to pretend I was Eddie Murphy in that film. Do you mean it's because you never knew excellent. like sometimes whether to put a horror movie on or. Or I can't do horrors because I don't like no, horror don't either. Like but horror. you always thought, like, if it's horror, they might, cu- you know, they well, snuggle there's up. Si- there's Which, science behind it. Well, because you know they're scared, they might snuggle up to you. But then with a romantic film, they might snuggle up to you. So it's but like the problem is I'm scared <laughs> of horrors, so I'll be the one. So, yeah, snuggling <laughs> yeah. 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 She's like, what is wrong with this guy? Yeah, yeah. Come ego. on, put yourself together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would ruin the day. Uh, so Boomerang was the go-to movie. Yeah. Wow. Back in the day. If you haven't, you need to watch the film. It's so underrated. Weirdly, that's the second time that someone's recommended Boomerang thing to me today. Because oh. you recommended Boomerang Cushion. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, Boomerang Cushion. My, yeah. My, oh, yeah, yeah. My wife's pregnant. My wife yeah, said yeah, my Boomerang Cushion. My dad used to use that. Cause boomerang. Yeah, yeah. He used to have problems with his back. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And he used yeah, to sleep yeah. on the floor with the Boomerang Cushion. Yeah, yeah, they're great. <laughs> How weird is that? It, yeah, I'm yeah. making the note. So boomerang Boomerang's twice. the theme today. That's the same boomerang. day. That's the future for you. Just boomerang. Toys, buy some boomerangs, films, everything boomerangs. Brilliant. It is. I haven't seen it for a long time. That movie, but I think maybe I have to I dig it out. I watch it every now and then. Do you? Yeah. I, it's just because it reminds me of uni. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. gives you that nostalgic. Like, what's your nostalgic thing? Well, my for yeah. uni. the the uni movie that I remember was Anchorman. Oh, that's wow. what ev- that's what everyone was watching you're at uni. You're yeah, just gonna say you're, you are Anchorman, but yeah, I'm, that's, how, I'm 35. How old are you? 39 now. Okay, we're in the same bracket. Yeah, so I'm 41. Oh, I wish I was 35 again. <laughs> yeah, so I was I'm 41. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not in my prime. <laughs> yeah, 35 Me and Tinder great. at 35. <laughs> I was killing it. I clocked it. <laughs> my goodness. Well, I'm not allowed on Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm trying to think what my um, my movie would have been. Or what was your song or computer game? There's always one thing that yeah. reminds you of... Well, Computer Game 64 was the kind of... when I work, So I used to work in a video store. 
Right, Blockbuster Video. Well, no, it was a independent in the town I live right. in. You said that like I was angry for a second. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't say Blockbuster. How dare you? How they were our rivals. Dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Blockbuster. going to beat me up. I was a bit scared for a second. Sorry, man. <laughs> you were Blockbuster. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it was an independent one. We've talked about this before on the podcast, haven't yeah. we? Seafood Video Library, it was called, which is really catchy. But yeah, uh, um, and the movies that when I worked there came out Con Air came out yeah, the rock, so all those kind of really bad really bad action movies yeah. like the rock um yeah the rock lots of nick cage movies yeah, uh, anaconda he was uh, yeah. titanic came out i remember watching that at the video shop wow but we had we had an n64 an nintendo right. n64 in the shop so, so we could play golden eye that was big thing. golden eye i remember Go- yeah. golden eye and it was great because yeah. you get my we weren't allowed come it, in but. and we would do like four way like shit yes, yeah. yeah which is oh, God, yeah. we used to do that after so the cool. pub as well we'd go to the pub and you'd get really drunk and then you come out and you do like drinking games with the so if you got shot first you'd have to do like two fingers really like, yeah 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 that oh, was a man. great game. <laughs> brilliant. That took me back, yeah. Yeah, God, no, it was brilliant. So that was definitely the video game we were God. playing. What was your go-to game then, computer game? Uh, at school, it was uh, Streets of Rage and Sonic the Hedgehog. Ah, Streets of yeah. Sonic, mate, I yeah. was Mega Drive. I was a Mega Drive Sonic All the man. way, yeah. Thank Mega you. Drive guy. At uni, though, it was uh, Full Metal Solid. Or Full Metal Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just addicted to it. Um, and then after uni, it would have been um, Grand Theft Auto. GTA. It's mm. good. I don't have time for it anymore. Me neither. They, the the games, are so, my friend's really into game. He's a real gamer. Uh, I wish I was, cause because there's so much money in it. Yeah. Uh, but it's so like a gaming YouTube channel or something. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, my kids watch Minecraft videos all like, on YouTube. But I, I do not get that. My little cousin does that as well. Just sits there watching someone else play a game. Yeah. But actually, I, my, I, went, I went to see my friend the other day and his kid was playing Minecraft and showed me Minecraft and I don't really get what you do he was build like, stuff I was like what do you he was like you, you can build, build stuff yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like yeah. where do you I go because like, yeah. I'm like I'm like a platform guy so like yeah. Sonic was a platform game and it's re- you went from A to B it was really obvious yeah, where you're going here, and what here. you had to get get the rings and stuff I think if you it's just a different a different age do yeah. you mean because I'm sure like our, our parents watched us playing yeah. computer games going what are they, what yeah. are they up to very true to so like Minecraft is very one of the true. what they call sandbox games where you have like a, a, a they call it I don't know what it's because it's just a whole world that you create right and arrange and like inf- in. I guess it's infinite isn't it yeah so yeah. it's infinite yeah and then you can create more and more and more so yeah my kids are really in. but I, I say to them like why are you watching this you could you got the game upstairs. You could be going playing, playing it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like insane. But in a way, bringing the podcast full circle. Yeah, this, yeah. Ne- this never happens, by the way. Um, that's a connection thing. A that's a connection <laughs> thing because True. they are watching people. Yeah. They're connecting with yeah. people with yeah, a shared yeah. interest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a big community, and, and it is so, a big yeah. community. Yeah, yeah. And actually, it's almost better that they're doing that than on their own playing mm, a game mm. because they're relating to other people. And. And I suppose that it's almost like sharing a song. Yeah. So they've yeah, got, yeah. I've created this thing. Exactly. Yeah. I want you to enjoy it yeah. as well. Exactly. So we've just realised what they're up to. Where? Yes. We've just realised what we've the cracked kids are up it. to. It's taken this long. <laughs> it's taken 39 years. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about, because obviously you've done a lot more TV recently. Yeah. How do you find doing that to the radio stuff? I, I love it because it's a different dimension that people... Because obviously radio's mm. so audio, but... I'm I'm quite a visual person as well. Mm. In terms of, I started at Kids TV, and I never used to talk when I first started on Dick and Dom. It was always character stuff, and it was mm. always with my face and moving my body and actions and stuff. So I think when I do TV, it's just another dimension that people get to to see. Um, mm. And it's just the 
I think it's weird because when I started doing radio, I got into radio because I, I wanted to do TV. My lecturer always used to say, there's things that are par- run parallel. And if yeah. you want to get into TV, it's easy to get into radio. But then I just fell in love with radio. Mm, yeah. And it, just, it became my thing. But um, I've been lucky. I've been really, really lucky that I've got to do stuff like Strictly and yeah. Extra Factor. Mm. Um, and me and my, my sister, we always talk about having angels in life. And I think I've just had different angels who have looked out for me. When we did Sweat the Small Stuff, there's a woman called Juliet Dennison who worked at de- in development at Talkback. And she just used to love our, our breakfast show. And she used to be like, you guys need to do more TV. And we were like, yeah, we do bits and pieces. And she was like, no, I'm going to help um, develop a show for you guys. And I just want you to kick back and enjoy it. So, so she made us captains and uh, they got Nick Grimshaw to host it. And mm. we just used to have so much fun on it. Um, Rochelle Humes became involved mm. in it. Yeah. And it just it was just a really fun show. And I think through my career, I've had various people who looked out for me. When I did Strictly, uh, there's a woman in casting who kind of had always followed my journey. And I spoke to her and said I really wanted to, to be part of the show because I had a DJ gig in Blackpool, and you know they do like a week in Blackpool. Yeah. Mm. And I saw like Mark Wright with a super hot professional dancer, <laughs> and then I saw um, like Frankie Bridge, and she was like having breakfast in this hotel, and I was thinking this looks amazing. <laughs> I was like, I want to do this show. So I approached them, and my agent kind of like for years was kind of mm. pushing for me to do the show, and they were like, Yeah, Melv, you've done a few bits and pieces, so. We were ready to do it, and that was just an amazing experience to learn something new. Yeah, is is huge, but it was terrifying at the same time. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. But I think it was the show that, like, my mum and dad were proud of. Yeah, mm. like my mum told everyone. She oh, yeah. told people in Sainsbury's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She told her, her her sisters, and literally, they were just so proud that I was doing a show like that because it is a machine. Like when you mm. when they announce you're doing the show, it's everywhere. It's literally. Mm. On, in every newspaper, on every website. Um, and so for them, it, it really brought my whole family together. And my, my dad, my mum and dad had split up years ago. Mm. And they'd been quite separate until Strictly because they used to come together. We did a VT and we, we came together and filmed the VT as a, a complete family. Mm. Wow. And when I won the Christmas special, I'd invited everyone to my house to watch it. And ever since then, both sides of the family really get on. It's really weird. So that show means more to me than people realise. Although amazing. I didn't win it, yeah. it it's, it's weird. It, it, I did win in my own little way because my family have become so close off the back of it. That's it's, incredible. Well, people don't know that, but yeah. It's, it's really it brought your family to back together. Yeah. That's it's awesome. really, really weird. Yeah. That's, oh my God. That's, well, I love that. Be- that's beautiful story, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I think you might also be our first Strictly contestant on the podcast, really? I think. You need to get them mm. on. There's so many interesting people who've done Strictly. Mm. My year in particular, I love the guys from my year. Yeah. Ore Aduba, who, who won, is mm. the nicest man yeah. ever. And he'll, he'll just he'll speak to everyone. He seems like a nice guy. Y- you need to get him on. He's really lovely, mm. man. And he's into sport as well, yeah, yeah. as you know. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, there was, I mean, Louise Redknapp, so nice, like the hottest mum ever. <laughs> Judge Rinder, you need to get on there. Oh my God, I'd love to have him on the podcast. podcast. Judge Rinder just followed me on Twitter, so maybe we were. <gasps> he, he has stories for days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's fearless. And yeah. with Rinder, <laughs> like he, um, he's really into, his, like he's ripped. He's Is really he? Oh, right. Fitness. Yeah, he goes to Barry's boot camp. Right. Like every day. Wow, wow. And I've, I've gone a couple of times with him. I can't go all the time because I don't have that kind of stamina. But um, if you walk down the road with Rinda, it's really interesting because um, people, like really young people will come up to him 
then uh, like a mum will come up to him. Then a homeless person will be like, I've seen you on TV. It's, his audience is so wow. wide and vast. You, you don't know who's going to come and say hello to him. Everyone loves him. Amazing. Uh, and he's just the nicest. He's constantly trying to set me up with people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love him to bits. He's a really cool guy. Yeah, he's, he's a good person. I was just thinking <laughs> awesome. um, how, um, how positive and stuff you are. And I wondered if because of the way you're just, you know, you're, obviously very charismatic and FSS and what that often that has led to opportunities for you like in regards to people seem to look out for you a little bit you know you've said about various different things where producers have said I'm going to do this for you yeah. and that do you think it's because of the way you are I think exactly, exactly yeah. that you're, you're very very um, I think you observe people I can tell you're an observer <laughs> and I think um, I've said this before like not, not out like on air or anything I've said it to like close friends that I don't think I'm the best presenter in the world, but I, I'm a nice person, and it's not hard to be nice. Mm. And I think people employ me and Ricky half the time just because they like hanging out with us. I think half of our DJ gigs happen because we're not, we're not like Shorty Blitz technically or EZ. EZ can mix a track backwards, but if you invite me and Ricky to DJ at your club, we're going to have drinks at the bar with every, all the punters. Mm. We're going to be on the mic shouting at everyone. We're going to be pouring tequila down someone's neck. It's, <laughs> it's a party. If me and Ricky are there, yeah. it's a party. And I think it's our personalities that have mm. led us to, to be at certain places. Even at MTV, um, Ricky and myself became really good friends with the director there. So close that Ricky ended up living with this guy called James who worked at Universal Records. Mm. We're still good friends with him now. Like And... A lot of ideas and a lot of kind of jobs have come about because of our connection with with these guys. Just because they're our mates, I, you know. I I never I don't think I'm the best at what I do. I'm just really nice to people and I enjoy interacting with people. And um, yeah, that's I've like you said. I always try to be positive. Mm. And I think I don't think I'm that positive in comparison to the people around me. I think my sister is. Hella positive. <laughs> like, she she can... If something bad happens, she'll be like... N when I lost Strictly, she was like, don't worry. Everything for a reason. I was like, no, because I'm the first off, it's so embarrassing. She was like, don't worry. She goes, you do a breakfast show, it means you can rest now. It doesn't matter. Hmm. And she was like, um, at least you got to do it. How many yeah. people have never got yeah. to do it? Like, she's so... I'm, I, I was like, they're depressed, like, really <laughs> yeah. upset. Yeah, yeah, of course. And she was like, don't worry. Yeah. Ricky, again... I could say something like, oh, we're only getting paid this much. And he was like, yeah, but at least we've got this. Ricky's super super positive. In compa comparison to like my mates and my family, I'm like the moody. <laughs> <laughs> They're always cussing me. And I think for me, it's better out than in. If something does upset me, actually, mm. I will tell my friends and yeah. I will tell my family. We lost someone years ago. Um, he took his own life. And if you, if you met this guy, he was the happiest person ever. It was ma it was mad, and um, I remember my mum coming into my bedroom. I was like about seventeen, and she was like, uh, "Melvin, your friend's taken his life." And when she said his name, I was like, "You've got it wrong. It, it couldn't be him because he's so happy and he's so mm -hmm. funny." And uh, I called my cousin who was really close to him, and my cousin was crying down the phone. And I was like, I was a little bit upset with my friend because I was like, "We're all here. Just tell us." Yeah. And um, so that's why, I, if you if you notice on my Instagram, every now and then I do stuff like mental health. Yeah. Mm. Um, me and Ricky were part of this campaign called MQ, which is geared towards young people with mental health. Um, I've done talks at the Telegraph and mm. stuff like that, and 
and I'm, you know, it's not something that I personally have gone through, but mm. I feel like if I can help, my job is to talk, and mm. I think yeah. that's actually one of the best healers for for people with mental health is just to open yeah. up and then talk about it. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I have, I I always every now and then I randomly just call a friend, chat rubbish. Yeah. Be like, how you doing? What's going on? Da, da, da. Even if it's two seconds. Yeah. You don't know what you impact just, that will have. Yeah. That could make their day. Totally. Always. And talking is like, talking is especially as as men like talking is really hard, especially young men. Yeah. It's very difficult. Um, and it's so true. The the positive people you see in your life aren't. On their own, aren't always that positive. But if you can, well, also we're not. um, It can make a huge difference. We're not doing it. We're not having real conversations with each other as much, are we? Because we've got phones and whatever. Yeah, life's busy. We're not maybe taking the time to reach out to people as as much as we have done in the past. And I think you know we all start to do that a lot more. Yeah, call a friend. That's a good idea. I chat my my mate Rob the other day and rang about something else, and then we chatted for an hour. And I was like, at the end, this is such a good, we, we, we don't talk to this anymore. And it was yes. brilliant. And sometimes it can feel like you're annoying someone, but I would rather annoy someone mm. and check on them. Yeah. Then like every now and then I'll be like, I haven't spoken to this person in a while. I haven't spoken to Josiah in a few days. And actually my mates are really good at doing that with me. They'll just, Melva, what's going on? And I could be busy and I'll be like, this is going on. And they'll be like, cool. And then they'll just go off. Mm. Yeah. My friend Russell's really good at that. My mate Josiah's really good at that. He does just check on me. My mate Ed is all the time and sometimes you just he's sending me porn sorry <laughs> for your and, you, and your mum's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. sending the porn direct to my mum yeah, yeah. so she gets a new kitchen <laughs> <laughs> but it's just those little interactions no matter how small yeah. is, they're important to have them agreed especially with the guys man always yeah always yeah it is tough um We've kind of come to the end of the podcast, actually. Mm. This has been a brilliant you, I can chat to you guys all day. Yeah, yeah well, we're loving so it. Yeah, yeah. You lot are so natural with it. Like, that's the secret, rather than just asking question after question. You lot, it's a conversation. Yeah, yeah that's what we Yeah, we this is, It's beautiful. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's no, what we try and do, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, been great. It's been, but, but you make it. The guests make the Yeah, podcast. it's all about the when guests. When the guests come and they're as easy to talk to as you are, makes honestly, we're not even doing anything. Like, it makes our life easy. Have you had hard ones? Not Actually, really. we've been pretty lucky, haven't we? We've been really lucky. Yeah. There's been no one that I've had that I've walked away and thought, "Oh." There's been a few that I've walked in and thought, "This is going to be hard." But actually, they they turn everyone's been lovely, haven't they? So. Yeah. But it's this guy. He books all. He's the booker, so the booker. He's good at this talent <laughs> booker. Um, all right, man. Just quickly, so we end the podcast normally by asking mm-hmm. people just for their advice on blank moments, mm-hmm. like, and obviously that's a really translatable term. It could be anything. So, if there's anyone listening that's having blank moments, mm-hmm. what would your advice be? Get out of bed. Listen to music. Um, just do it. Like it's, it's, I know it's a Nike saying. I I spend a lot. Yeah. <laughs> other brands are yeah, yeah, yeah. available. <laughs> do you know what it is? I I spend a lot of time going. I really want to do this. I've got this idea. Mm. And sometimes some some of my best triumphs is when I just get out of bed and just do it. Like you messaging me. Do you know how often people ask me to do stuff and I go actually I'm t- and I'll talk myself out of it. But I looked on your page. And and also you've got James to thank because anyone that he works with I trust. Yeah, I just trust him as a producer. I think he's amazing. So when you when you messaged me and I was like, and I did a bit of research and I was like, oh, it's okay, it's the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not going to be some place. They've had some day. okay people. On. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to be doing crack next door. Yeah. It's, it's going to be like not yet. It's, yeah, not yet. It's about to. But um, I just thought this is the real deal, and I, I'm like, 
sometimes I just get up and do stuff. Yeah. I, I don't even think about it. Yeah. Um, and if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, then it's fair enough. It's a lesson yeah. learned. But I think a lot of, I get a lot of young people going, oh, Melvin, uh, I really want to do radio and I can't get into it at the moment. And, and I'm like, don't, why are you waiting for a station to call you? Why are you yeah. waiting for a channel when, when I was young, me and Ricky set up this company called Men to Excel where we used to do club nights and anyone that came that was remotely interesting we would interview them and put it on, on MySpace. And I was oh, like, MySpace, MySpace, man. MySpace, well, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you guys have got YouTube, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, all this stuff. I said, if you've got something interesting to say, film it or record it and put it out there. Build up your own audience. And actually, people in this industry are really, really lazy. So if mm. you're popping, they'll find you anyway. Mm. Okay. That's what I'll say. So just, just do it. And I know it's owned by that saying's owned by someone else, and they make some beautiful trainers. They want to send me any free stuff. Where is that right now? Send it to radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is. A, it is actually a great saying because I think we we spend our lives talking ourselves out of yeah. situations, and we spend a lot of time. If if you speak to my agent, he he'll tell you I hate meetings. Same. I hate them. Yeah. I hate. Why why are we meeting up to talk about something? Let's just do it. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, that, that's one of my things. Is it fear, do you think, though? I think it yeah. is fear. I think that is fear. And I think we, because we, we're, we're trying to give ourselves a little bumper. Mm. But actually, yeah. someone said to me, the, 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 the cause of stress is thinking about what you haven't done. Yeah. If you just do it, the stress goes away. Just yeah. get, out, get it out of the way. And then you'll realise what, what you've been stressing about is, is nothing at all. So... If I can, and a lot of the time, if I'm really, really scared about something, I, what I actually do is try not to think about it and then let it happen. Yeah. Just let it happen. And also, if you, go, if you get out of bed and do something and it doesn't work this time, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can get out of bed the next day and do something else or do it again. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. And all you can do if you are worried is, uh, we had uh, Dermot O'Leary is actually someone who I really look up to. He's, he, um, because he's got that, he does the TV and radio thing really well. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's a lovely man. He, he'll take out time. I remember when we, when we went to watch The X Factor one year. And The X Factor is one of the hardest shows to present. Oh, God, yeah. And um, we were in the audience, and he came up the steps, and me and Ricky were there, because we, I think we were doing the spin-off show. Um, and he noticed me and Ricky, and in the middle of a link, he did a link and then finished and came up and said hello to us. And I was like, if I was in his position, I'd not have the time. Yeah. Mm. I'd be so stressed about the next line or the, the camera that I've got to look at that I just wouldn't do that. I'd wait till after the show and come and say hello. But he always makes time for you. He's so good at his job. Mm. And something that he said was um, preparation for failure. It, fa uh, failure to prepare. No. Yeah, prepare, I've heard this one. Preparation for failure. Failing to prepare. It's preparing to, to fail. fail. Yeah, that's it. That's it, yeah. And he was like, I, I said to him, um, when you do these big shows, do you ever get nervous? And he's like, no, if I'm prepared, yeah. I'm excited. And if I'm not, then I'm nervous. Yeah. And that's something that's always stuck with me. So if mm -hmm. I, sometimes I over-prepare if I'm worried about something, just so that I know exactly what's going on. Yeah. I'm completely aware of what's going on. And I think that's, that is the key to life. If you can prepare yourself for what's coming, then you, know, you, you put yourself in a safer position. But sometimes you can't. Yeah, but anything that makes you feel I'm the same when I'm when I'm like presenting anything, make sure I've got all my notes yeah. and I'm totally prepared, even if it's over prepared. But anything that makes me feel comfortable in that moment yeah. and more relaxed is going to help me. 
Because even Giles, I messaged you and I was like, do I need to prepare anything? <laughs> and he was like, no, we're just going to talk about you. What part of Yeah, so I was probably a bit vague. <laughs> no, but that was that's good mm. because then we can go in so many different directions. Yeah, and yeah. Then it's not... You know, it's I just want people limited. to know it's relaxed, it's yeah. chilled. Exactly. Yeah, we're, no we're not, yeah, yeah. Like, we're not gonna. But it's just get like to sometimes about. I've turned up somewhere and they've, they've gone. So tell us, you know, how to market radio. <laughs> yeah. and like I don't know. <laughs> What's your target audience uh, for this specific product? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I've got, I've got no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I, I do ask questions um, before I go into something. But yeah, yeah I, for this it's fine. Cool. It, well, it's been an absolute pleasure. And you know what? This is one of the few pods. Where my kids know who the um, really? who the person what, is. What, what are your kids' names? Uh, Elijah and Sonny. Hi, Elijah. Hi, Sonny. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Because we obviously loved watching Lego Masters and Lego Masters was man, an amazing. You were show. so great on that. Oh, honestly, you, yeah, yeah. We uh, that's yeah. awesome. That was so a... yeah, we loved watching. That was like a because we don't always watch. I mean, we watch like kind of movies and stuff together, but like as TV programs that we yeah, can all yeah. watch. There's not that many, so watching I was Lego so Masters lucky together. To do that show, man. So lucky because I I was like I don't know anything about Lego, and just again my angels were like, so there were some people in TV who were like Melvin, you're just a funny positive guy, yeah, and we want you to actually be the audience, the eyes of the audience, rather than and someone who knows about yeah, Lego. and it definitely yeah. I came across that way. Yeah, so yeah. I was you know and because when I did the show, I realized how many people loved Lego. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. my God, and I was like, wow, they could have really done this show and and killed it. Yeah, and I was, I'm just coming here as a cowboy, just, having <laughs> just messing around. But it was, yeah, I was so lucky to do that. Yeah, so lucky to do that. It's cool. Well, Thank we loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries, man. It's cool. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, guys. thanks Mate, so much. It's been so good. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, man. And let me know when it's out, and I'll, I'll promote it. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, Top brilliant, man. man. That'd be brilliant. Nice yeah. one, Melbourne and Doom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So that was Melvin Adoom on the Blank Podcast. Didn't I tell you that he would be the most positive guy in the world and the nicest? Like that was such a fun chat. And as ever, and we say every week, we could have been there for hours with him talking. Like, thank you, Melvin. Thanks for coming on. And just, I actually walked away from that recording with a real sort of like pep in my step. Oh, so, me too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just such great energy in the room. And Melvin's just such a top guy. So thank you very much, Melvin Adoom, for being on the Blank Podcast. Top man. Really appreciate it. Uh, so, have we got any correspondence this week, Jim? Have we? <laughs> Mate, we get so much every Oh, have week. we? No, have we? No, we actually have. Um, we get so much every week, and thank you to everyone that sends us stuff. Like, it is, again, on the theme of Melvin's positivity, like, it is really nice to get so many lovely messages. And this is one from Donna, at Dondon's02, who says, If you're looking for a brilliant, insightful, honest, and funny new podcast, subscribe to Blank Pod. The pod is from Giles Bailey Phillips and Jim Bailey Comedy. Includes guests, Louis Theroux, Gary Lineker, Amanda Abington, oh, back in the day, these ones, Roisin Conti, that was a good one, David Harbour, Susie Dent, Mark Gattis, and more, indeed. Thank you, Donna. That's a lovely, that was a lovely tweet to be taken. It was lovely, lovely very much. And I've got one here from JBR Agent, um, who sent me this lovely message saying, listening to podcasts while I'm sick in bed. Oh, well, get oh, well sorry. soon, JBR. I hope you're feeling better. Um, just subscribed to Giles and Jim's podcast, Blank. And uh, Blank Pod, great interviews about the moments, creative struggles, the times we go blank, 
funny and insightful and helpful for me while I'm feeling sick. Oh, well, I hope you feel better. And I liked that, um, as you said that, I hope you're feeling better, you did the old sniff. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is cold season. I think we've all come in down with one, yeah. aren't we? And um, actually, you said before we... S- you sent me a message earlier saying that you had a cold and actually not to get too close to you and we've ended up being very <laughs> close to each other because we've got one, one microphone and that we're sharing and uh, oh, yeah well, we're all humans we all you know we share our bits and bobs that came out wrong anyway I think that's probably time to wrap up oh no I'll start, let's do our social bits and bobs so uh, like Donna and JB if you want to send us a tweet you can our Twitter handle is at blankpod it is indeed and we're also on Instagram and Facebook and they've got the same handle he's in it yeah at yeah. lovely um, and you can send us emails if you want to send us an email the email address is <laughs> I can never remember what it is it's blankpodcast2018 at gmail.com I might have been saying the blank podcast so don't put the the in okay, it it's just that why we've got that's why we've had no correspondence <laughs> yeah, it's blankpodcast2018 at gmail.com Lovely. And we'd love to hear from you. Um, and that's it. And you'll hear from us next week with another blank pod. But in the meantime, uh, goodbye and Giles, have a great week. And you, Jim. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you.